You're listening to Marka Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. This time of the evening uh, where you join us on Wasail Al-Elam Sadiqa Alhamdulillah program that is uh, tailor-made for the thinking mind, the people that read in between the lines, the people that uh, don't get duped uh, by the uh, mass propaganda. They are not the masses without the M. Hmm? The masses with the, uh, without the M. You know what that means, Ahmed. And uh, these are people, not sheeple. And Alhamdulillah, one of them uh, that is uh, joining us uh, this morning, uh, this evening, is our very own Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, member of Parliament. I know even now he's got uh, uh, meetings that are coming up in the next 25 minutes. And in the meantime, uh, we'll be also be, be joined later on uh, with uh, Azizullah, who's a holistic uh, practitioner, but he's also a political commentator. He'll be joining us uh, later. Wasail al-Ilama Sadiqa, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for joining us. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and shukran for having me on the air. You're most welcome, Ahmad. I see Azizullah has uh, joined us also. And Azizullah Rawat, as I said, is a holistic uh, practitioner, but he's also a political commentator. Azizullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, jazakallah khair for joining us on this panel discussion. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah, good to have you, Azizullah. As we know, we got a member of parliament. We have a holistic practitioner who also has a keen interest in uh, political affairs and he's also a political analyst. Uh, so I want to start off uh, with uh, perhaps Ahmad Mansoor, uh, Sheikh Imam. The topic that we have, a dis- uh, that we have tabled for discussion this uh, evening is uh, governments and the thinking behind it. Uh, compromise government, that's the main word. Compromise governments and the thinking behind it. Perhaps Ahmad, uh, you know, uh, look at uh, how compromised the Pakistani government is that at the uh, call of the American government, what they have done to uh, Imam uh, Imran Khan, they actually abducted him, and I believe his uh, first day in the police cell, they only gave him a mat, they gave him no pillows, they didn't give him food, and uh, you know what, the army, uh, there is like a mutiny in the army, the army is refusing to obey the instructions of the head of the army who says, shoot to kill. Uh, perhaps, Ahmad, your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, let me start off by saying, and this is a clear message, particularly to the West and the United States of America. If you look at the latest report and statistics, we are now talking about as early as 2035 to 2040, that the Muslim Ummah will be dominating all over the world. It's come that close. And that is how Islam is fast growing. So this attempt by the United States particularly and more of the Western countries, the UK, the France, Germany and things, to infiltrate other uh, sovereign states, influence what happens in their country, cause chaos and mayhem and division, regime change, uh, like what is happening in, in, in uh, Pakistan right now, what is happening in Sudan right now. Uh, 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 let us not forget about their stance on the Palestinian-Israeli issue. Uh, but I think the important thing to note is that many countries, and if you look at the African continent, has a serious problem with governments that are compromised. And it is all as a result as the divide and rule policies or principles that is applied by the West and also the superiority complex that they enjoy or, 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 or they want to dictate on the basis of race. And, and for that reason, they've been talking about uh, uh, depopulation, uh, new world order, 
if you remember what happened many years ago in South Africa uh, 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 with the HIV and AIDS pandemic, up to this day, I can tell you without any doubt, I'm quite convinced that it was created by the West to depopulate, to reduce the African population. And our people have fallen into the trap. Uh, South Africa has uh, recently followed a new trend, I see. They have been compromised for a long time, and parts of them continue to be compromised. However, if you listen to the statements by Minister Naledi Pando in our debate yesterday on international relations, I'm pleased to announce that I think she's got the right stance and, uh, and supporting the new kids on the block, which I hope will create a better society with peace, stability, security all over the world. So the compromised countries that we have is as a result of selfishness, greed. One selfless leader I can talk about again and again and again is the late Muammar Gaddafi, what he provided, what he gave to his people, and what, and, 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 and what was his, uh, 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 what he believed in, particularly if you talk about the African continent, how he said in no uncertain terms we need one African the pan-African system of one African president, one currency. Uh, and, and he was not happy about being exploited by the West. And he had to face, of course, the untimely death. And like him, many others, like our brother Imran Khan, is facing today in Pakistan. But, inshallah, I think uh, it's a matter of time. And that will, those trend will change. I mean, I mean uh, to that, uh, Ahmad, as uh, inshallah, only divine decree can help uh, Imran Khan. Uh, presently, it seems uh, that the odds are stacked against him, but, but we know the things of this world proceeds by divine decree and not by man's administration. Azizullah, uh, great to have you. You know, I generally interview you on, uh, you know, holistic matters and medicinal uh, matters. But, uh, you know, I also, you know, the amount of uh, information that you have sent me, I'm sure you, Ahmed Manzur, and I and many others will be having more discussions on Wasail al-Alama Sadiqa. Uh, you know, you listen to Ahmed Manzur Sheikh Imam the Azizullah. Compromise governments and the thinking behind it. What goes through your mind? I mean, I know you've got a whole uh, dossier there, but, uh, you know, uh, what goes through your mind presently, Azizullah? Yeah, I think it's common knowledge now that governments and in particular presidents and prime ministers are nothing more than puppets for obviously the forces that control the world. And by forces who control the world, I mean the banks, the corporations, and certain families who possess most of the world's wealth. Uh, when it comes to the media, you'll find that whoever the media is trying to shed a bad light upon or the media is trying to demonize, you actually have to look in the opposite direction because the media has become so one-sided and one-dimensional uh, and the portrayal of good people as bad people, uh, as bad people, as good people. So you have to be very careful uh, when it comes to the media, uh, because the goal of the media is obviously to brainwash and in, to indoctrinate the people and to steer public perception. So if you control the information that gets to people, then you control how people think. And then if you control how people think, then you control their actions and their behavior. And that there's a reason why it's called television, you know, programs, channels. These are all forms of mind control. 
Uh, and if you're going to be watching CNN, if you're going to be following CBC News, and you've, if you're going to take their word as truth, then you're obviously going to be in trouble. Uh, and we, there really is a war, a spiritual war, I'd say, between Haq and Batil, so between truth and falsehood. And falsehood uh, obviously is more prevalent because the people of the truth will always be a minority. And we as Muslims are obviously the strangers. We are the Horaba. And it's up to us to be on that minority of truth. And we also, as Muslims, have a duty to spread the truth. Uh, so when it comes to the West, we know that the West, um, you know, they are the kings of deception. If you go back to 9-11, which was the start of the war on terror, which was basically their way of creating a phantom. So they create the phantom of terrorism, something that didn't really exist. And that's their justification for the invasion of the countries. So 9-11 was the start. Then, you, then obviously came Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Syria. And what you'll also notice is that a lot of these countries were self-sufficient and independent. They were financially independent. Uh, so obviously the West wants control. And you'll also find that a lot of these countries, they never had a central bank. They never had interest. They never had usury. Uh, and once they, these countries were invaded, not only were their, uh, was their oil taken, but in, uh, central banks were set up in order to control their finances. And obviously, if you control the finances, you control the country. If you control the oil, you control the country. Uh, so then Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Libya, all these countries, after the wars, central banks were set up in order to enslave the people, interest, usually those kind of things. And a lot of these leaders, as um, uh, was mentioned, uh, Gaddafi, you know, he wanted to set Africa free. Uh, he wanted a gold-based currency. Uh, and he, did, he wanted to move away from the enslavement of the, basically the Babylonian magic system, which is our current modern-day interest system, where banks can print money out of thin air. They have an infinite supply of money. They print it out of thin air, and then they charge you, they charge the public interest. And eventually, people live their lives in debt. It, it really is loan, debt, slavery. It's modern-day slavery. Slavery was not abolished. Today, we have financial slavery, where almost every person is in some way enslaved to the banks, enslaved to corporations. They have bonds, they have mortgages. They have loans to pay off, and that's exactly what the modern system wants. Um, you know, they, they'd even go as far as to kill their own uh, presidents, the West, who stand up. Think of John F. Kennedy, uh, where he wanted to also move away from the Federal Reserve. Um, so that's, that, that's, the, that's what the West is about, it seems. You know, deception, mm. they send in their agents, NATO, um, and then they invade these countries, they steal their oil, they set up a base. And not to mention that Israel controls the West, Israel controls the United States. So United States also does all their dirty work. All these wars in the Middle East also mm. help Israel. Israel expand, because if you remember, I can tell you, you're an encyclopedia. I mean, if I uh, didn't interject there, you can give the, you can talk to me for three hours or four hours. I'm going to be leaving us in about uh, 10, 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have a wonderful discussion with you. I made uh, points uh, and uh, whilst you're talking. And uh, what you reminded me of uh, Malik al-Shabazz uh, saying, you know, he said, the media is so powerful. It can brainwash millions and millions of uh, people. The media is so powerful. It can have you loving the oppressor 
and hating those that are oppressed. And as is the like, got that in point. We're going to go into APAC. We're going to talk about Israel. We're going to talk about how they control uh, uh, the Jewish lobby in America. And uh, perhaps, uh, you know, the threats are coming out now with the, the BRICS and so forth. But Ahmed Mandur Sheikh Imam, you know, Azizullah, uh, mashallah, has got everything under control there. And perhaps, uh, you know, from your point of view, you know, you're at the highest uh, level in government. You're a member of parliament. And alhamdulillah, you see the workings of government. You see that the South African government presently has a tug of war. Should we go with Russia? Uh, America is trying to threaten them. At the, uh, you know, uh, mixed signals. Uh, it seems like uh, Naledi Pando is pro-Russian. Uh, it seems like uh, Sul Ramaphosa doesn't know where to go. Uh, you know, he's playing Russian roulette. He's got that gun at the head. I don't know whose head he's got it at. But uh, your take and uh, your thoughts on what Azizullah has uh, told us thus far, Ahmad? Well, from a South African perspective, let me say this, that, uh, yes, Naledi Pando, the Minister of International Relations, even the Deputy Minister, uh, I think they have taken a stance, and I think rightfully so. It's not about siding with Russia or siding with the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Ukrainian or with the United States of America. I think what is important is uh, an understanding of what is going on in the world. And we all know that the war in Russia and Ukraine is not a Russian-Ukraine war. It's a proxy war. Remember that the, the, the United States created Al-Qaeda, the terrorist organization. They, said. they created them. Uh, they funded them. What was the reason for them doing that? They did that because they wanted to destroy the Soviet Union. And now that has come back to bite them. What did they do? They went and got rid of the leader. Uh, Osama bin Laden. So the thing is, just remember, and I want to repeat this, what I said before, that if there is peace, if there's stability, if there's progressiveness, if there is a, a, a healthy lifestyle, people are living all over the world, then it does not suit the West. The West can only survive if there is chaos, if there's mayhem, if there's Division, if there's civil unrest, if there's war, if there's disease. And that is why I feel the day the new kids on the block, which is the BRICS group, come together and emerge as the real opposition to the West and also create a new World Health Organization, because that's where a lot of manipulation takes place with the World Health Organization, the IMF, the World Bank, these institutions who get these countries heavily into debt, Okay, where you are dependent on them. If you saw what came up yesterday in, in, the, de in the debate on international relations, uh, the AGOA agreement between South Africa and, 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 and the United States, what are we getting? We had no choice but to accept the third grade chicken that is dumped in the United States of America. We had no choice but to accept it. Had we not accepted it, they would have pulled out of the AGOA agreement. That's how... These countries, like the, in the West, particularly the United States, hold you to ransom. And that seems to be exactly what is happening all over. But South Africa has taken a neutral stance on the Russia and Ukraine. They are calling for peace, which is the right thing. They have not forgotten the role that Russia played in the liberation of, our, of South Africa. Okay. Whereas on the other hand, you know, many of these countries, you know, colluded with the apartheid regime. If you look at what Israel did before. Uh, they colluded uh, together with Switzerland, of course, if you remember, uh, 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 it was the Israelis that helped the apartheid government to, to, to break sanctions or attempt to break sanctions, which in any event failed in the country. But I think we must also be a, a, a careful about 
the media itself. The media in South Africa is to a very large extent captured. And they are in the control of Zionists like the rest of the world. And that's why there is a lot of restriction in what you can say and what you can know. And for that reason, you would find that journalists are being marginalized all over. Uh, uh, so I think that's, that's, that, that's the point we need to care. But I think what is happening must be welcomed. These new kids, this new uh, 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 emergence of, of, of uh, uh, China, Russia, uh, Saudi Arabia coming, Iran coming in on board, uh, Turkey, all these countries that want to come on board to join BRICS, create their own currency, uh, 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 you know, do away with the U.S. dollar. Uh, I think it, it is very important that they want to trade, with, uh, you know, even in oil. Uh, it, it, they all are concentrating on the dollar itself, I mean, on sorry, on the gold at, uh, at this stage, which ought to have been very good for South Africa, only if the gold mines in this country did not, you know, be given away for a pittance uh, to private industries, which is also linked to the international community in any case. If you look at last year, 1.2 trillion, that is what the, the mining sector uh, produced. But of that, the government itself, taxpayers in this country only benefited with the crumbs. So, so yes, I think there will be a new world order eventually, which must move away and move to what, uh, you know, uh, former leader Muammar Gaddafi has said. He wanted an independent Africa with no interference from anybody. Did you know, Brother Shafud, Muammar Gaddafi even predicted what is going to happen in the Western countries, in the whole of Europe and things, as far as Islam. He predicted this many years ago, and he said that change uh, 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 will not come because of war. It will not come because of even sanctions. And here it is while the population of the others are reducing, the, alhamdulillah, the population of the Muslims are rising, which is giving rise to uh, 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 statements that are coming and reports now that it's a matter of time when Islam will be the dominating religion all over the world. And I think my brother said some very important things there. What was introduced by the West, and look at the chaos it has caused. Look at the mayhem, look at the socioeconomic conditions under which our people have to live with when it comes to interest alone. Uh, look, look at the emphasis that they put on anything. You know, uh, uh, in fact, I think there is more emphasis put in supporting products that are harmful than harmless, you know. So, uh, and that is why we say that, you know, diseases are caused in laboratories. Wars, uh, uh, civil unrest are caused because these organizations, like in the United States, sit down and they plot and they plan. What do you think is happening in Sudan? Do you think it's really the fight between the people in Sudan? Sudan is one of the richest countries when he talks about minerals. But the war there is between them, tearing the country apart. Who is benefiting from it? Ask ourselves. Who is benefiting from what is happening in, 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 in Russia-Ukraine war? Okay, if you look at the armament industry of the United States, increased, what, sevenfold? That's how much it's increased, only because of, of, of the wars that they created. So for them to survive, they must create war. There must be disease. There must be civil unrest. There must be dissent. You know, and if you don't toe the line with them, you become a victim. But once this new kids on the block emerge 
and become a strong force to be reckoned with, they will take on the West. And that's why we can anticipate now there might be a third world war. It, it seems to be leading in that direction. But I think eventually it will free our people for the first time. Our people will be able to, 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 to take control of their own countries and not have the undue interference that you have, uh, particularly from the United States and others. If you look at what is happening in the UK currently, uh, and some members of, the, uh, of parliament there and the bill that they want to bring an amendment right now, okay, which clearly supports the Israel and, and that is opposing the BDS stance of boycotting. It clearly indicates that countries like the United States, uh, the UK, France, Germany will not come right. But look at what is happening in France as far as the Muslim population is going. It's, it's, it, it's, it's rising rapidly, I can tell you, and it's just a matter of time there too. Uh, the Ummah will emerge. So yes, I think we I think we can look to a very bright future, but there is going to be some consequences before we get there, and it's, we might have to pay a price for it. But inshallah, eventually, I think the world will be a better place. You know, absolutely, Ahmad Mansoor Sheikh Imam, uh, brilliant points indeed. And I can tell you, you know, uh, what uh, our good uh, friend, uh, you know, Azizullah has uh, spoken about. And he says uh, that, you know, when you look at uh, the, uh, you know, uh, when you look at uh, what really has happened, uh, it is uh, the divine decree that will uh, decide what will happen and uh, what will uh, be happening soon. So, uh, inshallah, hope and pray. Uh, Azizullah, can you, uh, you hear me? Okay, Azizullah, could you unmute yourself there, please? I think he's muted. Yeah, I'm un- okay, uh, can you... Uh, yeah, you are muted. Uh, I want you to unmute. All right. Uh, yeah, you're unmuted. Uh, Zizulai can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, Alhamdulillah. You know, whilst we're talking, you mute and unmute. Jazakallah khair. You know, uh, the, the point uh, that you made uh, earlier on was uh, that everything is haq and batil, enjoin good and forbid evil. And if, uh, you know, we can't do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine decree will ensure that uh, evil will be, uh, you know what, uh, will be taken away. Uh, I mean, evil will be uh, smashed to smithereens because Haq will uh, take it out of the equation. And uh, what Ahmed Manzur, uh, Sheikh Imam, has said, uh, there will be a new world uh, order. I mean, they call it the new world order. We know it is the uh, new world disorder. But uh, this is coming through, and it's uh, because of divine decree. I mean, perhaps when we're looking at uh, Pakistan, it is a litmus test uh, for the resurgence. You know, here they have a leader that was f- uh, fighting for the good of the people, taken in, abducted and put into, uh, uh, you know, prison now. And, uh, you know, Allah forbid that they, uh, you know, they, they, they murder him in, 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 in incarceration. Allah save him. And uh, then, uh, you know, perhaps now uh, the people are rising. There's an uprising. And also when you look at the uh, Ahmad uh, Manzur Sheikh Imam uh, said this uh, very eloquently, that the population of Europe is actually, uh, you know, uh, slowly and uh, we're not slowly, rapidly decreasing because of the family planning and because of uh, having uh, two children or one child, a family and so forth. And the immigrants uh, that are getting into the, uh, in the dis- uh, different uh, European countries have ensured uh, that by the year, next 40, 50 years, Europe will have a majority Muslim population, as is uh, that there are so many massages all over you know, Britain and Europe and Germany and so forth. Your thoughts on that, um, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, you only look at to look, uh, have to look at the cities like London, Birmingham, 
just uh, for example, to see how many Muslims are actually there. Uh, look at the Canadian cities, uh, Toronto, um, all of these places are getting filled and filled with Muslims. Even the Australian cities, Melbourne, Perth, uh, Sydney, uh, Muslims are pouring with. And I think it's for good reason, because I think that Islam is the only hope left for the West. The West is obviously a failed society. Uh, Christianity is absolutely dead. Um, I mean, if you can portray Jesus as a lesbian in a Netflix film, which they actually did, and, you know, no, no, um, back, no backlash, you know, no protests, no rallies, no marches, absolutely nothing. You know that you have a dead religion. Uh, you know, Christianity isn't going to save the West. Look at the amounts of L of LGBT, the amounts of people who are turning to homosexuality, the amounts of people who are leaving Christianity for atheism, the amounts of people who are having abortions. So the West is an absolute mess. It's in chaos. It's in disarray. Um, and really, Islam is the only hope left for the West. So it's a very good thing that the Muslims are pouring in. They're building their masjids. They're setting up their ulums, their centers. Uh, and I think it really is the West's only savior. And uh, But I also do think that there will be, obviously, a third world war, uh, which will be the East uh, versus the West, uh, which will probably come up within the next 10 to 20 years. Well, I see where you come from, Azizullah. I'm going to, uh, you know, really... Uh interrogate or you know we'll interrogate that uh, topic a little more Ahmed, I, i've got you muted you can unmute yourself and uh, talk to us uh, you know uh, when uh, we look at uh, what azizullah said that you know there is going to be this uh, uh, what they call it uh, the armageddon that is going to take place and the armageddon is imminent uh, because uh, uh, you know we we'll know the forces of good will fight the forces of evil what goes through your mind uh, before you leave us in the next uh, five minutes Ahmed? yes i'm, I'm ready for my meeting but yes, uh, all I want to say is, uh, yes, indeed, uh, um, you know, like uh, former leader Muammar Gaddafi has predicted, you can see that his predictions are coming true and, and much sooner than we thought in any event. That's the first thing. What I think we can expect is that there will be, uh, a, 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 I think, particularly from the West and the United States of America, because experts all over the world are already raising concerns of the impact it's going to have. If you remember, the United States economy is in serious trouble. The infrastructure is collapsing. They're seriously in debt. Uh, 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 but over and above that, I think uh, uh, they are facing a very tough time right now. But more importantly, once countries become self-sufficient, once they move away from the U.S. dollar, once they start, uh, which is what they are doing now, uh, 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 purchasing oil and things in their own currencies, and things and creating this new block, strengthening it uh, and opposing the World Bank, the IMF and the others, creating another World Health Organization so people are not going to manipulate diseases and things like that to benefit from it. I think all that come together, it simply means the United States of America and the West that's going to be badly affected with this is not going to sit back and accept it. So what does it simply mean? They are going to, through NATO and others, be able to start creating a war and, uh, and, and of course, intensify the attempts to create havoc in many other countries. I do hope, and I sincerely hope, that the African continent uh, aligns itself with the new kids on the block, 
okay, if that happened, and the Asian continent as well, so that if they could become a real strong opposition that can at some day be in control and oppose the, 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 the West to the extent that they will eventually come to their senses. Remember, Donald Trump brought the United States of America. In fact, it's for the first time under Trump people started to realize that the United States is not the superpower you think it is. He helped to some extent to bring them down to earth. And I think that is important. But for countries like South Africa and things, we need to be a bit careful because I can tell you they will uh, <laughs> continue their attack on us. They will, they will talk about sanctions. They will talk about putting other measures. And when you're seriously in debt, you know, you've got to be very, very careful. And that's one of the problems you have with all the countries in Africa who are heavily indebted uh, uh, to the uh, uh, World uh, Bank and IMF and things like that. So, in a nutshell, I think uh, what we must understand that in order to achieve peace and stability, there is going to be a price that you're going to have to pay for. But if that's what we have to do to be able to achieve what we have, then, then we have to do that. Remember, this, these guys are a military strength. They have that. The war that's taking place at the moment is, is remember, both of them are nuclear uh, 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 powerful nations when it comes to that. That's Russia and the United States of America. And my greatest fear is this, that the United States of America, if necessary, if you look at the, lab chem the laboratories that were being put up in Ukraine and things, if necessary, they are going to use these nuclear weapons. And that's what we have to be uh, worried about. If you see what is happening in Israel at the moment, okay, despite all the atrocities that is committed against the Palestinian people, there's an uprising in Israel at this point. And more and more people are standing up to what's happening in Israel at the moment. And if the United States of America starts falling, Israel will automatically fall. I tell you, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, Jazakallah Khaira for being with us uh, this evening. I know that meeting, I can hear the uh, panel waiting for you. Jazakallah Khaira, Ahmed, you have a beautiful evening ahead and we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah, our, uh, yes, uh, Ahmed Mansur Sheikh Imam, the a member of parliament, uh, yes, he has to go for his meeting. And uh, Azizullah, you know, when uh, you listen to uh, our uh, you know, uh, astute uh, guest there, a member of parliament, Ahmad Mansur Sheikh Imam. Uh, what goes through your mind? I mean, he's uh, uh, calling a spade a spade, uh, brings in uh, the situation of uh, Ukraine, uh, where uh, initially they found laboratories. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Allah forbid, I mean, we know what has happened, that they manufactured HIV and AIDS. Uh, they, uh, this COVID uh, pandemic was uh, something orchestrated, and uh, perhaps uh, that went uh, pear shape for them. And, uh, you know, many have said, hey, they were bursting on busting lungs here, then everywhere. Uh, Azizullah, what goes through your mind? You know, I've got you now for the next half an hour. So, alhamdulillah, we can have a, a brilliant chat. I mean, we lost a brilliant man now because he's gone to another meeting. But you, mashallah, holding uh, the fort brilliantly. Azizullah? Yeah, you mentioned busting lungs. They were definitely busting lungs in hospitals during... Uh, the COVID crisis, you know, people were just being put, anyone was being put on a ventilator and was crushing their lungs, finishing them off. But it's all part of the system. You know, as you mentioned, uh, diseases being created in labs, you know, they, they give you the disease and then they sell you their cure. Uh, and it, it really is, it's a never ending cycle. You know, it's the problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem. They see the, for example, COVID-19, this uh, so-called deadly virus that's out there. Then they test the reaction. They see the public reaction, which is fear, paranoia, 
people are losing their minds, masking up, sanitizing, even wearing hazmat suits. Uh, and then they give you the solution. Since you're so scared, we're going to give you a nice COVID vaccine with experimental genes, which will alter your DNA. It's going to sterilize you potentially and fill you up with nice heavy metals. Uh, but you have to take it. If you don't, you're going to lose your job. Uh, and you you must uh, obey. You know, you must conform. You must obey. You must comply. Uh, otherwise, you're going to lose your job. That's how they've been controlling people. Yeah, Zizula. And then, uh, you know, this morning I was uh, reading uh, something uh, on my uh, phone. And I'm trying to look for it. If I find it, I'm going to read the whole thing uh, to you. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, they were congratulating uh, Africa. And I'm going to read the whole thing for you. The government... Uh, uh, through it's a propaganda machine, uh, and it mentions a, a media house, insanely announced uh, the opening of an inst- uh, uh, institution to produce toxic and ineffective uh, mRNA uh, vaccines for Africa. Africans uh, must refuse to be the guinea pigs of technology that uh, completely failed to the end of the pl- pandemic. Just to make a few investors thinking rich and the useless, uh, all right, sort of happy and so forth. Stop the shots with any amount of uh, this. And they, th- this is what the plea was put there. Africa recorded the lowest death rates, uh, uh, you know, without uh, the jab. We don't need it. Thank you, Africa. Thank you. And this is what the uh, composite is saying, that Africans, uh, you know, in, you know, vociferously, majority of them um, refused it. And now Africa has recorded the lowest death rates without the jab. What's your thoughts, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, it seems that the African people have more common sense than the rest. And even if you go back to COVID-19, you know, wasn't it surprising that the the homeless people, people who were begging and living off the streets, they never got COVID. They weren't dying in numbers. People in the townships were absolutely fine. Uh, In fact, there was a newspaper article, uh, Kailicha, a township in Cape Town. They're just baffled. They can't understand why they weren't dying of COVID. And it's because they weren't following the protocols. Uh, They weren't going to hospital. They weren't getting tested. They were carrying on their lives. They weren't cutting off their oxygen with masks. They weren't destroying their uh, their immune system with alcohol sanitizers or any of this nonsense. They were just living their lives as normal. Uh, A lot of them don't even have TVs, so they weren't getting brainwashed. They weren't getting brainwashed by the news. And that's why they survived the COVID crisis. But obviously, our people now, you know, with all the TV, with all the convenience, with all the technology, we obviously fell prey uh, to that major deception. Now, there have been uh, practitioners around the world that, that opposed, uh, you know, the, this uh, mass immunization and vaccination program. And, uh, you know, uh, perhaps uh, in hindsight, they made the right uh, decision. But you still find that some of them that, uh, you know, uh, made a big noise about the whole thing are being uh, targeted, have been taken to uh, court, have been uh, dismissed uh, by the Medical Council and the World Health Organization and so forth. Um, you know, these were men of truth. And then you find that those that had, uh, that had propagated uh, this uh, uh, so-called uh, myth, you know, of you're going to die and you, if you don't take it, you're going to... In, in fact, uh, they injected people with more poisons. Uh, this is what uh, was told by these other doctors who, uh, you know, apparently uh, seem to have been on the right path. But, uh, you know, those uh, that posed on uh, social media and said, I took my shot, what about you? And being proud, and uh, many are succumbing uh, to uh, so many illnesses after taking the jab. 
shouldn't they feel that they have mud on the face, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, I mean, initially they weren't even blaming it on the vaccine. So people were getting sick. They were getting just dropping dead. You see sportsmen on the sports field, you know, fit as anyone, uh, fitter than anyone else, just dropping down, journalists dropping down, people just getting mysterious blood clotting disorders, people becoming paralyzed. Uh, but they weren't blaming it on a vaccine. Initially, they were blaming it on a new strain of COVID. And then they were blaming it on the comorbidities. So first, they were blaming all the comorbidities. If you died of cancer, you were labeled COVID. If you died of a heart attack, COVID. Kidney disease, COVID. Everything was COVID. Then when people started dying from the vaccine, then suddenly it was the comorbidities. You know, no, it was actually cancer. It was actually heart disease. So that's how they were playing with people's minds and playing with the words and really deceiving people. But I think a lot of the Ummah did become deceived. Uh, they obviously followed, um, you know, the medical fraternity. They followed the so-called scientists. But the true science, actually, if you went into the true science, it actually told you to stay away. Even the government, our government released a gazette saying that they're going to release the Johnson & Johnson vaccine as part of a research project. So that means that people are being used as guinea pigs. You know, absolutely, Azizullah. Then, you know, we go back uh, to, uh, you know, when you, we started off the show and uh, you very eloquently spoke about this family that controls and patrols uh, the world uh, with, uh, you know, having control of the banking system, the corporates, uh, the media, and, uh, you know, having uh, uh, the breweries under control. I mean, uh, who runs the breweries of the world? You'll get an answer. Who runs the food uh, industry of the world? You'll get an answer. Who runs the armaments industry of the world? You'll get an answer. And, uh, you know, who controls and patrols uh, uh, the, uh, you, you spoke very eloquently about the media, but uh, talking about, uh, you know, this control of this family, and uh, they predominantly are sitting in uh, the U.S. Uh, and the uh, U.K., and uh, these two countries, uh, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, when 9-11 took place, uh, we had the poodle syndrome there. Uh, there was a bush <laughs> with his uh, poodle, and I think uh, you remember the, uh, the, the, the name very clearly, was Tony Blair, and they caused mayhem and what they have done to. I want you to focus on uh, the role of, uh, you know, APAC, the Arab-Israeli Press Affairs uh, Committee, how they control and patrol the American Congress to ensure that, uh, the, that the illegitimate uh, state of Israel is still in being, because it seems as if uh, things are imploding for both the U.S., the U.K., and Israel. Your thoughts, Azizullah? Yeah, I think it's amazing how the Israeli lobby controls the U.S., controls the U.K., controls most countries, and any country who's not under their control is obviously targeted. Either either the country is invaded, uh, as is the case with Afghanistan, or their leader will be taken out. They'll cause a civil war in the country, as is the case with Libya. But it's obviously all for the Greater Israel Project. If you go into Oded Yonan's uh, strategy for Israel, is that Israel will take uh, a large uh, space of the Middle East, including a portion of Saudi Arabia, uh, Syria, Libya, uh, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, all these countries. Israel will have a portion. They already control the Golan Heights uh, in Syria, but it's all for the expansion of Israel because. Obviously, when Dajjal comes, he will rule from present-day Israel. So fake Messiah ruling from the fake Israel, because today's Israel is not the Israel 
of uh, Yaqub It's not those Israelites. These are the fake Israelites who, were, who are part of the fake Israel and who are preparing for the fake Messiah. Uh, absolutely, Azizullah. Then uh, we come to a very important uh, question. I mean, a very important thought here is that uh, Satanism, and you notice uh, that the rituals of uh, Satanism, uh, actually South Africa, you know, we uh, many of our people say, oh, the ANC is a brilliant government, you know, we should uh, vote the ANC. They don't interfere in uh, the religious uh, freedom. Absolutely, they don't interfere, but they don't interfere in the uh, Church of Satan. They've allowed a Satanist church uh, to be opened in uh, Cape Town. So that's your ANC for you. And then uh, when you look at in America, recently they had a symposium. And guess what it was about? Satanists were having a symposium. And, you know, all the gory nonsense that takes place there was uh, being exposed. And there were certain individuals that came and they vociferously, uh, you know, toy-toyed outside and said, no, no, this can never be. How can you allow such a thing? It's against the amendments of the Constitution of a divine decree and so forth, but the, these guys wouldn't be listening. But uh, your thoughts on, uh, you know, perhaps uh, many religion having symbolic signs and uh, something to do with the Star of David and uh, the emblem of uh, Satanism, a very similar, uh, Azizullah. I remember you sending me an article, and with interest I read that, but perhaps, uh, you know, just to enlighten our listeners, it's something that we need to know. I mean, uh, you know, um, all, 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 all this is confronting our children. They're confronting the young minds that are playing these Xbox games and uh, that, uh, you know, subtle message that comes through on these things is they desensitize them to death. They desensitize them to the reality of being uh, good people and uh, the reality of uh, being uh, divinely co connected. How do you uh, work out uh, this, uh, Azizullah? Yeah, video games and music as well. If you go into music, modern day music, uh, the frequency of modern-day music actually lowers the human consciousness. Uh, and uh, they did a test where they put the frequency of modern music and they put the reading of the azan, the call to prayer. And the effect that both of it had on the frequencies of the body is astounding. The modern music uh, made the frequencies of the body actually shake, uh, putting you in a constant state of anxiety. That's what it's doing to your soul. Uh, whereas the, the call of the azan and the reading of the Quran actually put your body's frequency in a state of harmony, in a state of peace. Um, and that's why also music is so bad. Um, when it comes to the Satanism, yes, I was living in Cape Town for quite a few years. And I, I was actually staying in, a, uh, in an area near where they opened this church of Satan. Um, and it, it's really horrible that no one actually stands up to it. It's become so, you know, the Muslim, the Muslim mind in particular has become so liberalized that he has become tolerant of, of almost anything, uh, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's abortions, whether it's pornography, all the haram stuff uh, the modern Muslim has become tolerant of. And when it comes to Satanism uh, and the whole LGBT, the transgender movement, uh, you must know that Baphomet, the devil, is actually androgynous. So a lot of these satanic people, they worship Baphomet. And he's androgynous, meaning that he has female and male characteristics. Uh, and that's actually the foundation of transgenderism, where you can change your gender, you can have a male part, you can have a female part, and so on and so forth. Um, and that's that's really in the world that we're living in. You know, inna shaitan alil insani adu mubin. Shaitan is the clear enemy and you should treat him 
as such an enemy because his only goal is to lead the children of Adam into the fire of Jahannam. And you must remember that Shaitan made a promise to Allah after Allah granted him respite. He said, you know, I will lead the children of Adam astray. I will come, I will attack them holistically from the front, from the back, from the side, and I will drag them with me to the fire of Jahannam. No, absolutely, Azizullah, and it's uh, important to have uh, this discussion uh, so that even parents uh, that are not conscientized of what's happening around them uh, will get a wake-up call and a reality checkup. And, you know, you earlier on spoke about the problem, the reaction, and the solution. But, you know, the problem is created. It's all about fulus. It's all about money. I mean, create a problem, then get a solution. But, uh, you know, look at the uh, pandemic. Someone made lots and lots of money with PPEs, and some of them made lots and lots of monies just by uh, having the masses in a paranoia mode. And perhaps the biggest, you know, industry that uh, that makes the most money is the armaments industry. It seems as if the killing fields is a, uh, you know, a great harvest for these uh, sinister conglomerates or the sinister people that control and patrol the world through, uh, you know, uh, sinister means. Uh, your thoughts, Azizullah? Yeah, you just need to look at the funding of the military-industrial complex in the USA, billions and billions of billions, and it's not to defend the USA, it's to attack. It's for them to attack the other countries, and they obviously use Africa as a testing ground uh, for their military, for their weapons. And if you look at all these so-called terrorist organizations, you know, ISIS, and you know, it's all, it's American, you know, when they do a crime, it's American um, it's American uh, branded weapons that they use. So it's all tools of the West. It's all tools of the West uh, for their various agendas, you know, for their control um, and so on and so forth. But eventually we'll reach a time where the West will obviously be destroyed. Uh, if you go into now World War Three, as I mentioned, which will obviously be the East versus West. And that's why when I see BRICS, uh, it almost seems as if, as if it's setting up a World War Three. It's the Eastern countries, the countries of BRICS, which have moved away from the Western system, uh, which will obviously go up against the West in that final World War. Yeah, people, very interesting uh, indeed, as a certain individuals that do eschatology. And I can tell you, Azizullah has studied everything. I mean, it's like, okay, something like I do. I, I'm, uh, I mean, I knew... Uh, that, you know, when you said, you know, Shafat, uh, I'm an analyst, I do this. I said, hey, let's, let me bring him in. And Alhamdulillah, Nur Allah Nur, he's firing on all cylinders uh, this evening. Allah bless him for that. And uh, yes, Azizullah, making a lot of uh, uh, sense there that uh, you know, these people that will come through uh, will uh, definitely go into their own uh, destruction. Uh, because as you look at the fiat money, and as you said, it's being printed, uh, the American dollar has actually no value. Uh, the gold is coming to the fore. A uh, country like uh, Zimbabwe running a racket, but now wants only deal in gold. And uh, maybe something is coming out of that. South Africa has so much of gold, so much of coal, but they uh, easily siphoned out to all these uh, Western countries that literally have subjugated Africa as uh, you know their breadbasket to them. I mean, if you look at uh, these uh, Western powers or even the French, uh, they, they, they put Mali out of the equation because uh, Mali uh, asked them to say, you know what, we don't want to do anything with you. Uh, you uh, we want you to leave our gold reserves alone and so forth. So what they did, they destabilized Mali and uh, pulled them out of the equation. And you find uh, that uh, uh, those colonies uh, that are uh, you know, linked to their past uh, with their colonial masters, 
the entire banking system or the money that they are uh, that they earn, they have to give a, a half of the money. Uh, they have to invest it in the colo- uh, colonial banking system. And you know what? That colonial banking system is uh, uh, you're taking all the raw materials, the gold and the silver and the platinum, and maybe in certain countries they have oil and gas and so forth. And uh, you know, subjugating that country to such a to such an extent that this, uh, that country becomes a beggar or becomes a beggar asking them for loan. So what they do, they give them a loan from IMF or from their, uh, uh, their banking system. And you know what? This country is paying them again on the loans that they're taking. But the money, in fact, is the money of that country's riches and gold reserves and diamond reserves and so forth. I mean, this is a mad, mad world that we're living in, Azizullah. Yeah, and even if you go into our country, we even took a loan from the IMF, $500 million, uh, during the lockdown. Uh, you know, to repair this, to repair that. And that's what they do. They create the problem in your country and then they offer you a loan so you can be in debt to them. It's absolutely crazy. And that's what they do to African countries. These African countries are so rich in minerals, in gold, in raw materials, in metals, in cottons and all these kind of things. Um, You know, we should be booming. Uh, But instead, obviously, through colonization, uh, they have taken control and now we have to pay them for it. Uh, and, you know, no country is allowed to be independent. No country is allowed uh, to be self-sufficient. There must be the interest banking system. That's how they control countries through the finance, through interest. They offer you the loan and then you end up paying your entire lifetime just to pay off that loan. Uh, for example, you take a loan for 200000 but over years, you actually end up paying 800000 Just depends on the rate of interest. And, and we're all doing that same thing, whether you're taking something on account uh, at, the, at the supermarket, uh, you know, whether you're taking a loan to buy a car, to buy a house, it's the same concept of interest uh, that we are, you know, we are dealing with. And, you know, the person who deals in interest, he will be there on the day of Qiyamah as if shaitan is beating him into insanity. Such is the sin of interest. No, absolutely, uh, Azizullah. And as you say, you know, you look at all these uh, leadership uh, that they have in African countries. Uh, these are puppet governments. I mean, these uh, people are handpicked. And anyone that, that stood up against uh, the colonial masters or against the West, I mean, you can see what is happening in Pakistan, uh, what they do to the leaders. And uh, many powerful African leaders have been murdered re- uh, for the reason being they were revolutionaries uh, telling uh, their people, you know, we don't need the the West to come and interfere in our affairs. We can run our own countries. And, uh, you know, we have the uh, acumen, we have the brain. And, uh, you know, uh, look at our rich history, how powerful uh, we have been. Uh, the richest man ever that came out from Africa had to be an African Muslim. And uh, so forth, you know, he had so much of gold and that. Uh, what's in Mansur? Yeah, I'm trying to get his name, but maybe you can help me there. And uh, this is how, um, you know, the Africans have forgotten the history and forgotten the power that is within uh, within them, because they have been subjugated to such an extent that the, you know, the Bible and the bottle, uh, the BBs, have taken over the minds of most of African, especially the youth of this country, uh, which is uh, the biggest imbiber of alcohol in the world. Uh, Azizullah, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, when your life lacks meaning, then you just, uh, you know, die, you just absorb yourself into all these vices 
And, you know, they obviously target the youth as well because they know that the youth will be the ones to stand up if given the opportunity. And even if you go into our education systems, the schooling system itself, you know, it, it takes away a child's critical thinking. You know, it teaches them to obey and to conform. And if you don't obey, then you're going to be outcasted. You know, in a way, it's actually indoctrinating children too. And it's not teaching them, you know, how to actually make money, you know, how to become independent. So uh, your average person, you know, he finishes off paying from school, paying his school fees, then he pays his university fees, you know, then he becomes a taxpayer, then he's in debt. Uh, so that's, that's, it's a vicious, it's a vicious never ending cycle. And, you know, you mentioned that they're killing off these African presidents. They were even killing off the presidents because they weren't following the World Health Organization protocols during COVID. The Tanzanian president, he died. Burundi president, they tried to bribe the Madagascan president, um, if not the Ghana president as well. These African leaders were just dropping dead because they weren't following the protocols uh, during COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, you know, the question I posed, uh, the richest African leader ever, uh, the king, was Mansa Musa, and he was, uh, the, uh, you know, from the Mali Empire, which reached its uh, territorial peak uh, during his reign. Musa is known for his wealth and generosity. He has been uh, subject to popular claims that he is the wealthiest person in history. But you'll not, you, you notice the wording. That's come from a West, uh, Western perspective. But the extent of his actual wealth is not, I mean, we know that he was uh, so uh, generous in his, uh, that Mansa Musa was uh, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we know, uh, okay, Suleiman alayhi salam, no one can touch his uh, freedom Allah had given him with wealth and the control of jinn and so forth. But as, a, you know, uh, out of being, out of prophethood, Mansa Musa already had all the wealth and, uh, you know, Africa should embrace him, uh, celebrate him with all the gold. And uh, where he came from, uh, Abzizullah, Mali. You know what, this is, uh, it makes us think uh, that uh, perhaps uh, someone needs to go and uh, tell the Africans or tell the continents of Africa, Africa, the birthplace of man, that Africa, you, and look at the history you have, that Musa alayhi salam came to Africa. You know, Yusuf alayhi salam was in Africa. I mean, you look at Egypt. Egypt is in Africa, um, Azizullah. And uh, perhaps, you know, someone needs to take uh, literally the bull by its horns and shake up uh, the continent of Africa and say, wake up, you supply the world with the bread basket. Uh, your parting, I mean, your, your, your thoughts and your parting words uh, this evening, uh, uh, Azizullah. Yeah, you know, what the Romans did is that they gave their people bread and circuses so that their people will never, ever revolt, uh, will never oppose them. And you see the same things happening. This is why people are not opposing anything. This is why people are not standing up for their rights, because they have been locked into this life of convenience of technology, you know, they we have our bread and circuses, you know, we have our TVs, we have our video games, uh, you know, we have all the junk food, all the movies, and that's what keeps us distracted, keeps us entertained, so we don't actually, you know, think, uh, you know, hang on, something is going on here. And, you know, we've been locked into this life of laziness. And you know what they say, easy times create weak men and tough times create strong men. And you need that adversity in order to build yourself and to build your character. And that's why a lot of our scholars, they're not standing up for the truth. They're not speaking the truth from the member where it should be spoken. You know, they're tiptoeing around the issue. They want to be politically correct. You know, they don't want to uh, 
they don't want to annoy the wrong people, you know, and that's how they themselves are compromised because they can't, they can't speak the truth. Uh, you know, so, so that's another problem as well. We don't have the necessary leadership, uh, you know, people who we should be looking up to uh, are too scared to speak the truth. So that's why it actually leaves on to people like us. You know, we, alhamdulillah, have been blessed with some knowledge so that we can speak the truth to all our listeners, to all the communities. Truth will come and falsehood will perish because falsehood's nature is to perish. And inshallah, we can be the flag bearers for that. We can fly the flags of Tawheed and the flags of Haq. And we can educate the people as to what's really going on in the world and to undo the brainwashing that they have been experiencing from the mainstream media. Point taken there. And, uh, you know, uh, you get the uh, Ulumai Haq, you get the Ulumai Su. But uh, may I add uh, here that uh, our Mufti A.K. Hussein, Alhamdulillah, Ulumai Haq, in that uh, he speaks the truth. He brings up politics. He's, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's off way with what's happening. And he calls a spade a spade. And he is one of those alims. You give him the member, he will bring the uh, current issues there. And, uh, you know, I embrace him and, and I celebrate him. And I hope uh, many will take uh, a note and keys from him and uh, do as what Azizullah says. You know, many others have to do that. You know, when you get the opportunity, speak it from uh, the highest uh, level. Uh, you, when you have an amana given to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your uh, amana is, uh, you know, forbid evil and enjoin good. And how do you forbid evil? You need to talk about what's happening in current situation, how our children are being uh, uh, captured uh, by uh, the devil worship, uh, the churches that are coming in, uh, the satanic uh, rituals that are coming in, AI. Uh, even that is like a, a jinnah formation taking over the world in, in such a stand. I mean, you can use it for good and evil, but uh, what is happening, that evil is infiltrating every aspect. And Azizullah, I found you very uh, refreshing this evening. I found you, you know, as a political analyst, as a commentator, I can give you 10 out of 10 uh, this evening. And uh, I, I really mean that uh, from the bottom of my heart. And uh, perhaps uh, uh, did you enjoy yourself this evening? Really enjoyed myself um, this evening. It's always um, a pleasure to speak about politics, geopolitics, you know, history, what's happening in the world. There's really not enough of these conversations uh, happening out there. Most people are too scared to speak about these because that's what political correctness has done. It has censored the truth. It's like tyranny with manners, you know. You, you, you. They, they, you know, they soften you up, and um, you know, and eventually people, people can't speak the truth because then they lose their jobs or they lose their medical license. And that's why it's so important to become independent. And you mentioned AI. Well, you can actually look at it as an eye. Whose eye? The eye of the job. Oh, you got the pyramid right in your mind. <laughs> I can see you standing right on the tip of the pyramid. Maybe you like Toblerons. Hey, is that your favorite chocolate? It is my favorite chocolate. Hey, he's eating one pyramid at a time. Break it, eat it. Break it. Hey, I feel for a Toblerone. Azizullah, absolutely brilliant this evening. And uh, our Ahmed Bandur Sheikh Imam is engaged in the meeting. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. You have a beautiful evening ahead. And Allah bless you. Allah keep you, Azizullah. And uh, keep up the great uh, chat and keep up the great work. And uh, I think uh, next week we'll have you on Medical Files. And uh, you have a blessed evening ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, I'd like to thank Alukalo for great engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for a brilliant program.